Hello, guys, and welcome to episode 115 of the Worldwide Shelves podcast. It's your host, Matt, back again, and I am joined by the wonderful Wayne Moulds. Wayne, how are you doing, my friend? I was all right, and then the result again the weekend, but we'll get into it. <laughs> yes, we'll get into it. It was the start of the Women's Super League um, a week late after the sad passing of the Queen. Um which obviously we haven't had a podcast since, uh, so we will give our severe condolences to the uh, royal family. And um, obviously we had the funeral already now by the time of this recording, uh, and hopefully we can get back to business as usual in terms of the football. Um, but it wasn't business as usual for Chelsea women, taking an early loss 2-1 to newly promoted Liverpool Um it was a, well, a game of decisions and penalties and not many, not much open play goals, uh, well, none at all. Um, but it was a, a game of a lot of decisions. And for Chelsea, I just think a complete lack of sharpness and just a bit of chaos, really. Um, Wayne, I'll start with you and you can kind of, you've calmed down now because this is not obviously a match day because we were too annoyed to do it on match day. Um but you can rant off about what happened at the weekend. Well, first off, I'm not going to start sitting here and saying that's it, we're done for this year, because last year we lost to Arsenal, first game of the season, different circumstances, but we still end up winning the league and we still end up having a good season. But, I was frustrated with certain players. Um, we did look unsharp, I get that, but it's no excuse because it's not like they weren't playing football round that weekend when Queen, unfortunately what happened with the Queen. Yes, I get that what happened then. But before that, they was playing for international and for friendlies for Chelsea. They had a busy sun, summer as well. So it weren't like they didn't have the football bit on them. Um, we didn't play well. Uh, certain players let us down. Um, I think Emma, fortunately, she had... I wouldn't say she did the wrong decision um, for some of the decisions she made. Um, but it was frustrating watching it. Um, unfortunately, with uh, Penilla Harder uh, pulling up injured just before in the um, match started, so she had come out and Sophie Ingle came in. Um, the formation was a four-four-two, I think, or something like that. Um, it was confusing. Um, I think certain players played well. Uh, I think Kirby did really well. Um, I think Kerr did well um, when she was getting the ball. I think Whiten had a and one of those games where she first half she looked decent, second half she was non-existent. Uh, Charles, I think the same. First half she looked decent, and second half non-existent, um, attacking wise. Um, I don't get why me Bright was playing right back. Um, she weren't. She's not in right back in my opinion. So that just didn't make no sense to me. 
Um, Cuthbert didn't look great, to be honest. She didn't, um, so I was a bit upset with Cuthbert. Um, James, I thought she played well, even though I know Matt didn't think so. I believe she did do well. I think she was creating opportunities. I just think she was very unlucky because she kept had to come back because on that right side she was the only one going back and forwards because she didn't have a right back with her. Um, then uh, the new player, uh, Buchan, we, is it Buchan, um, is it Buchan or something? I can't say the name properly. You know, no, yeah. Matt Wall. Kadisha Buchanan. That's right. Um, she, I thought she had a really good game. Um, yeah, you know, she had a few iffy mitts, but I think she had a really good game personally, and I'm I'm really excited by her signing. Um, the other signings came on, didn't we really had do a lot, but they didn't have a lot of time, so I can't really say a lot about them. Um, there's certain players who still didn't even get come on, which was a bit surprising to me, like the player we signed for West Ham. Uh, she even had a really good international break and still didn't come on. Um, obviously, we, we, so like we said earlier about Pay High came off injured. Jesse Fleming weren't available. Um, I'm trying, I can't think of who else weren't available. You didn't see any Jess Carter really at all? No, Jess Carter didn't as well. Um, New in, she wasn't on the bench either. Um, so yeah, it was a bit one of those, but it was frustrating at the moment at the time. I was angry as anything, and I was, but a few days on now, I'm thinking to myself, it's not the end of the world, it's just we're now behind the eight ball. Arsenal and Man United have took the early strut at the moment. Um, looking the best. Uh, Arsenal Man City have gone from uh, backwards. Um, but like we said, it's a, we've got two games coming up in quick force. We've got, obviously, this weekend, we've got a big game against Man City. Um, I think we, if we can get the, the formation right, I think we've got a chance because they are they're not the strongest suit of themselves at the moment. Um, and then obviously next week we've got the rearranged match with West Ham so we've got a lot of games coming up um, if we can get some results coming hopefully we can turn it around and I, I believe we can do that Yeah I think it was actually I, I wasn't too I was surprised at the result but I wasn't massively surprised in the performance. I think um, obviously losing Panil Hala at the last minute, it's it's always a bit of a shaky one. And especially as someone of that quality, I think, in my opinion, I think she did, I think Emma Hayes did change the formation. Because um, obviously Sophie Ingle is not someone you'd expect to bring on in case of, in, in replacement of Panil Hala. So I think... There was probably a change of formation, and maybe that's why Millie Bright was at right back rather than centre back. Um, potentially, um, I did think it was a bit of a not going to the men's side of it, but it was going from a three at the back to a four at the back at times in the possession. But it was 
because personally I thought it was more of a 4-1-4-1. Um, 4-1, yeah, 4-1-4. I'm not doing a bowling and getting extra players in the formation. Um, but yeah, I think it was... It's typical Chelsea in the last few years. We've we've been good, generally, with the play. But we just, especially up front, we're not, we don't seem to be sharp enough with our final our final ball, either the final ball or the final finish. I mean, Sam Kerr, I think she played very well up to her final shot. And it was either she was marginally offside or not offside for one of the, one of the occasions. Or it was she'd take too much of a touch or she wasn't exactly fully firing. And we have seen this from Sam Kerr, Fran and others at the beginning of the season for the last few seasons, Arsenal was kind of the same, where we had lots of chances against Arsenal. Didn't take them, and ultimately, obviously, Beth Mead's goal was offside last year, but we still could have finished the chances off ourselves, and I feel like we could have finished that Liverpool team off within the first half. Guru missed chances. Um, it was it was just the forward line, I felt, was not very clinical at all, um, and that's not un- that's unlike Chelsea women a little bit, um, but it's not it's not unlike it to do that at the beginning of the season, which I think will come into it, we won't stay like this, we'll snap into it eventually, it's just you don't want to take losses, especially against a newly promoted Liverpool um, for these losses, because at the end of the day, it only takes one or two losses for you to lose the title, so it puts us under a lot of pressure for City, but thankfully... As you kind of said, City looked dreadful for me um, and they lost a lot of players and obviously being out of the Champions League as well in the qualifying already, that's a big blow for City and I think they're under a lot of pressure there. In terms of who I think played well, I, 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 do, I still will make the point, I don't, I don't think Lauren James played well. I know that actually looking through Twitter and Instagram and social media in general is that is that I am in the minority on that. So maybe it's me just looking at it at a different angle of football. But I just I didn't really see a lot from um, Lauren James. I agree with you, with Cuthbert. Though I think Cuthbert was just as bad, kind of on that side. I felt that the left side performed generally quite well in the first half, died off in the le- second half, but generally a left side with Charles and. Wrighton and Kirby a little bit played quite well. But the side of Cuthbert, uh, Bright and James, I felt was never really firing in the first half. And it was always coming down that left side, which made us predictable. And that's, I feel, how Liverpool shaped up in the second half to stop that left-hand side. Um, Made us look very predictable up front. We didn't create anything. And then they got kind of, I wouldn't say lucky, but... They had two chances of uh, getting penalties, and they did. Um, obviously, moving into the goals themselves, obviously, couldn't have started any better, really, for Chelsea. First minute, getting a penalty. Um, Gura Wrighton being chopped at um, in the box. Wayne, I think it's pretty simple for this one, but penalty or no penalty? Yeah, you can see a bit of rust in, uh, fortunately, the uh, Liverpool defender. Uh, yeah, it was a penalty. Um, dead on. There's no can't VAR will never turned it over. <laughs> it was actually quite funny because I hadn't properly sat down to watch it yet. I still was getting my drink from the fridge, and I hadn't seen it properly on the TV in like on, on in terms of live. 
So I looked and thought, has she been kicked? Has she even been kicked? Has she even got the ball? Has she even got? I thought she. I thought it weren't a penalty at first. Then seeing the live, I was like, yeah, didn't get any of the ball. Just got completely the player. So fair enough. Mm. That's just me being late with my beer as usual. But um, yeah, I think it was a definite penalty. I think it was, a, it was actually a really good link-up play to get into the box as, as well. I was very impressed with that. And obviously, you know I love Guru Wrighton, so I'm not going to have an opportunity to not wax Liverpool about Guru. Um, and it was very well played. And Fran Kirby, as you do, cool, calm, collected into that bottom corner. Well, not in the bottom corner, just into that side on the right. Got us one nil up, um, and we should have got should have been two, shouldn't it? Um, Sam Kerr getting the ball over the top, putting it in the back of the net. There's still debates on Twitter now that I see right now of Sam Kerr. Is it offside? Is it not? For you, was it offside, or did you think it was on? I thought it was onside. I think she was very hard done, hard done by. She. Um, she took that really well again as well. Um, and I think if that did stand what it should have done, it would have been a game changer for a lot of reasons. I think we could have kicked on. I think Sam would have got the younger for, uh, with it. And I think with her and Fran, um, that did look understandably not sharp as they can be, but it did look like back into the rhythm of them two. Um, it was just frustrating. I think there was. I think the linesman had a few difficult decisions, but I think that one should have stout, stood for us. Yeah, I think it's it's a very hard one because I was looking, and I think I changed my mind about two or three times when I looked at the replay. Um, because it, some angles it did look off, some angles it didn't. Um. For me, I think it's one of them ones because the linesmen give it offside and it's so close that you can't tell. I think even if obviously VAR would do the lines and see whether it was offside or whatever, the rubbish lines. Um, but I feel it's one that it's so it's not a clear and obvious error. So in that respect, I, I feel VAR shouldn't really overturn it. I think it should be down to the referee and the linesman. And they probably did get it wrong, but... And it, I, I agree with you to the fact that it, if we scored that goal, Liverpool would not have come back. I think it would have been 2-0 down and out, and I think Chelsea would have really got the momentum and really pushed for the third goal, but unfortunately it didn't. Um, there was a couple of other offsides, potentially for Kerr as well, that could have gone in. I, think, I don't think she scored many of them, so they wouldn't have mattered. But... Personally, I think looking from them ones, I think they were just offside, but it was so close and such fine margins that um, you can't really blame Sam Kerr for it too much. It's just being unlucky and, I suppose, good defending from Liverpool in general. Um, obviously, moving on to the second half, um, didn't play very well. I think Liverpool came out and Matt Beard, I think he done very well with setting us up, setting up against us and seeing what we did in the first half well and how to stop that. Um, he really, I think, stopped that left side from creating anything, which meant with the right side it didn't improve. It meant we couldn't really do much or anything. Um, 
and we didn't create anything. Um, obviously, the Liverpool did equalise from handball on Millie. Was it Millie Bright at the end? I can't remember off the top of my head now. It was Millie or Magda. Uh, Millie, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Millie. I'll, 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 if I'm if I'm wrong, you, you'll cru- you'll crucify me in the comments uh, uh, or on Twitter. So don't worry. Um, but yeah, we'll assume it's Millie Bright. Um, very close range uh, handball. I was going absolutely mad at this. Um, and I think again, it was a big controversial topic on Ch- uh, Chelsea and women's Twitter in general. Um, Wayne, I know you said it was handball. Uh, do you still stick with that, or what do you think of the? Do you think of the correct decision? Well, I get your um, the reason why it's all gone mad, and I understand why it's um, we're angry about the situation because it's how close range and everything. But if you read it letter by law, unfortunately. It was the correct decision because the arm was away from the body and it was not a natural position. So it was a penalty. Um, even though there's a lot of arguments for it, but it's the truth. And we can't sit here. If we had that decision for us, what would we be saying? We'd be saying that's the that was a penalty, so it's not like we can't have a go at the decision when it's the correct decision. Yeah, I can I can understand your point, and I understand. I don't think any of anyone saying it didn't hit her arm, but I think the problem with the and it is it's not even a problem with referees; it's the problem with the rules itself. The handball rules have changed so many times in these last four or five years that no one really knows what a handball is anymore. Because I've seen in games where in the men's football, McTominay handled the ball not once, not twice, but three times, and it wasn't given. Yet Millie Bright has a shot hit at her from, what, two yards? Straight bang at a hand, which... I understand, yes, it's in an unnatural position, but she's not, as as some of the rules now say, she hasn't moved her hand towards the ball. She's moved her hand to try and get it out of the way. So she's trying to do the right thing of moving the hand out of the way. But sometimes it's just, it's getting to the point you've got to, you've got to make this clear of the rule and then have that set for a number of years because otherwise people are going to get confused. What rules count nowadays? What rules don't? Because, as I said to you before, it's going to get to a point where strikers are just going to go, I'm going to aim for your hand because you're, it's going to be given or it's going to potentially be given. You're, not going to, you're just going to try and get people aim for people's hands, defenders' hands, if they've not got a good shot and goal, especially if you're in a box like that where it can it can go anyway. You can hit your field and go in or hit your hand and you potentially get a penalty. So I think referees need, the, the FA need to have a clear rule of what is unnatural what is handball is there rules about how close or how hard the ball is hit at you from a close angle um and clear all these questions up so then we can have a clearer access to the rules because until you get that everyone's going to continuously argue about it uh 
I still think it's very, because personally, I think my question would be, how does Millie Bright move her hand out the way? Unless you cut her arm off, which I don't think you, you can't do that in, nowadays. You can't do that at all. Um, so it is what it is. Um, it make, that makes it 1-1. And the momentum really did go to Liverpool's way at that point. Um, and we thought, oh, maybe we'll just get a draw, hold out, and then go again. But unfortunately, Liverpool got a counter-attack after I, I personally think a, a, a bit of a silly mistake from Magda on her part, which left Kadisha Buchanan, who had a fantastic game. I think she for a, we'll go on to her debut in a minute. But uh, I thought she had a fantastic game. But she was left in a situation where whatever she'd done probably would have been the wrong decision. And it was nearly... It was nearly the perfect tackle, but unfortunately she's just she just got the player instead of the ball, and she and it was given obviously a penalty which Liverpool converted again. Um, what did you think of first of all that decision, and then what did you think of uh, Kadisha Buchanan overall in the game? Uh, yeah, you're correct. She no, she in that decision she was. Doom, no matter what, um, she nearly made made it work from nowhere. Um, fortunately, it was like you said, she uh, got turned too easily, and it just put ourselves in a very awkward position. Um, and for over game, she, I thought she was awesome. She was the best defender by mile one with me, Bright and Magnussen. Um, she. The class of the calmness to, uh, when she used to press the ball, the ball she used to play out from the back line when she was trying to find Sam Kerr or putting the ball out to the wide left for the Gwen Whiten or for Lauren James was brilliant. And the calmness um, in that defence when she was making tackles and doing the right decisions at the right time, she just looked like the Premier League suited her game and her Premier League, sorry, the Women's Super League. But she looks, for me, she looks like a bargain already. And I hope that they can figure out a way to play her in the defence because she don't really deserve to be dropped, but same in that, me, Brighton, Maggie Erickson, neither of them deserve to be dropped. So, Emma Hayes got a big job to now try and think of the best way to play. Yeah, I mean, I'd add as well, you've still got um, Eve Perisade to come in, you've still got um, Nguyen to come back into it, and she's, well, she won't even feature him. You've still got plenty. That's, that's why I make the point, actually, is our squad a bit too big for the amount of quality players we have? Because, as you said, there was plenty of quality players that weren't playing, and you've got to keep everyone happy. But um, on Kadisha, I think <coughs> I think she was fantastic. I think, actually, she was probably my man in the match, nearly at that point. Um, she was fantastic. So cool, calm and collected. You could tell she was that world-class S player that you wanted in there. Um, and again, even even with the penalty, she nearly she nearly, she nearly made it into a good good tackle in the end. Uh, it was just very unlucky uh, and not her fault at all. Um, 
and it's interesting because obviously Eve had, didn't start Svitkova. We haven't really seen her at all. Um, the Swedish girl, I can't catch read or something. I can't pronounce her name, but she obviously came on. She hasn't played too much. Um, and we know that Emma Hayes likes to bed her signings in. They don't usually start straight away. Um, and they usually take time to come in, which is why I'm not surprised Fitkova hasn't started yet. Why Eve and um, Swedish girl haven't actually properly got into the team yet. But um, it shows how much she trusts Kadisha Buchanan and how good she is that Emma has no worry of putting her straight in there um, and putting her into the fold. So I'm I'm very happy to see her at Chelsea. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her in defence because I think that's been a place where actually when you look at the Champions League, that's where we've struggled a little bit, uh, particularly against Wolfsburg last season. I do not want to remind myself of them games, but um, hopefully we can we can really work that out and get it all firing. I think we will. It's just obviously when you bring in a lot of players, you do have to jello in a little bit. Um, and when managing a big squad like this, again, you have to manage it quite well. Um, but we'll see how it is. Um, obviously, Eve and the Swedish girl come on. Um, as you said, didn't really make much of an impact, but it was at a time where there wasn't really much going on. Um, and they couldn't do too much, um, which was unfortunate, but... I'm sure we'll see a lot more of them in the coming games, won't we? Yeah, same as the uh, the midfielder from Serbia. Um, they all look like they've got a bit of skills to them and they can provide a lot to us. I'm still confused about this the defense, uh, midfielder we bought from West Ham, from Czech Republic. She does look like a good midfielder, but why we're not playing those and newsman to me she didn't even get on on the pre-season either um, only for about five minutes and it's just like okay is she a signing that was wanted by Emma Hayes or is she was that just a sign just because she was available at the time you know I, I, mean, I, I remember saying to you at the time when we made the signing that I found it very strange. I didn't think she was good enough to be the starting defensive midfielder that we needed. Um, so maybe it is a thing that Emma's looking and going, well, she won't fit in right now, but she'll fit in one in the future once she's de- not developed, but once she's cottoned on to the style of play, maybe it's just she's not suited to our style of play yet, and she will. But... It is. A, it did scream a little bit of a weird signing. Maybe she is just simply a rotation defensive midfielder signing. Um, I, I can't complain about that because we didn't have any defensive midfielders last season, really, um, apart from Ingle. So maybe, maybe it is a good thing. Um, but I just think it's a weird signing in general. But when she eventually does start getting playing, uh, which I think she will against... The smaller teams. Um, I know Liverpool were a smaller team, but Liverpool have historically been a very good team, so you can't, and especially now, we can't not take them seriously. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so hopefully we will start seeing them in um, the future games coming up, and hopefully we get some better results. Obviously, before we quickly finish, 
uh, we do have Manchester City at the weekend. Are you excited for that game? I am. I want Emma Hayes to pick the right sort of side. Um, the one thing I will say about the game, when I looked at the lineup, to me it screamed 3 4 3 with Charles right wing back and right and left wing back with James Kirby and Kerr up front with Ingle and Cuthbert in the middle. But we didn't play that. And I think if we did play that, I think we would have got a result, personally. Um, I think if she really looks at it and realises that's the formation we need to play right now to suit the squad we've got and suit the style of play, I think we'll absolutely do well and win, and get a really good result against Man City. But if we're going to play like we did uh, against Liverpool, I have got no idea if we get the result or not. Yeah, I mean, one thing to add as well. Obviously, pre-season, it did look like Emma was trying out a lot of different stuff and we looked like we were playing very positively, very attacking and very varied. But... When it came to this game, and you could easily point it to that Peniel Harder was missing um, because of the injury, and that messed up kind of most of the tactics of the game. Um, but it just seemed like we reverted back to some of the old ways that we were playing. And for, I think for some fans, they're not, not so, certainly not calling Bremer's head because obviously that is not justified in any which way. But um, there were questions about the style of play. Did you think about, think the same, or you disagree? No, I, I was t- I was same as you. I, I'm. I had no way call her head, but I looked at it and thought, I think she didn't look, see the opportunity to keep being positive um, and playing the right way. Instead, we just went safe and thought, if we just get one nil victory and move on, that would do us. That's what it seemed like to me. Um, and we should have been more positive. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll see that more and more as we go through. Um, in terms of obviously other news, we did have a very delightful news of um, Anne Katrinberger um, recovering from her uh, the cancer that she um was diagnosed with in the summer and she is now back in training and ready to play very soon, hopefully. Um, Wayne, are you, I guess, are you very happy about that? Because that was one thing we were concerned with going into the season with just uh, Zajira uh, there on their own, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um really good scene. Forgetting about football, just in general life, it's really good to see her doing well. Um, and even if it does take a while for her to get back in into swing things, I'm I'm not bothered because as long as she's happy and she's safe and she's well, that's all matters. I I second that completely. I mean, it's wonderful that she's um been given the all clear so quickly, and obviously life is more important than football, so she's. Really, she's taken as much time as she needs to get back, but I'm sure the way Berger is, she'll want to get back next week, potentially, if, if, if it was up to her. But obviously, Emma Hayes will better back him, and 
the Chira is someone we can rely on quite well up until uh, Berger comes back. But it's nice to know that we do have a back for the season, don't have to go the whole season without someone which is very good. Um, obviously, that is the end of what is a wonderful but unfortunately short podcast. I am doing this in my lunch break, so naturally I can't go on an hour, an hour and a half talking about the wonderful Chelsea women, but we will have a longer form podcast next time for you against Manchester City, obviously with the men's on it national break. And quite frankly, I'm not motivated to do a lot of men's content right now um, because of what's happened. Um, so it means we'll get a lot of women's content out for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned for the rest of the season. Wayne, thank you for coming on at, on relatively short notice. You know, I'm always here for the women's and thank you for letting me on. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you find us on all Spotify, uh, on Spotify and Apple and any other podcast app of your choice. Um, make sure you do give us a review we have got quite a few reviews on there now but the more reviews to, to the channel helps us improve the content we've got and we'll hopefully have some exciting changes coming up for you on both the men's and the women's part of it um so thank you all guys for listening this is matt this is wayne signing out up with chelsea women 